Hi, I'm Diego Crespo. You may know me from such podcasts as the other ones on this channel. That's it. Sometimes I guess spot and other stuff too, but that's not what this is about. Okay, so these uh, new episodes of Let's Talk About Movies were recorded last year, and most of them were available on the Patreon. They were never added to the main channel, but uh, because the world has no meaning anymore, and we're all just trying to get by, I'm adding all of them to the main channel this week that have not been uploaded or shared yet. So expect two more episodes at least this week talking about the film Devdas and Lookers, or Looking. I can never get the title right, but uh, Matt Gringo and Kale Smith know what's up with that one. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. So here is Anastasia with my good friend, Christine Singer Luna. Five, four, three. An enchanted world. The Tsar of Imperial Russia. A sorcerer's curse. I will not rest until I see the end of the Romanov line forever. A young princess. Anastasia. Who vanished without a trace. Hello, welcome back to the Waffle Press Movie Retrospectives. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. Just kidding, I fucked up the opening, but that's alright. We're, we're here to talk about movies, and this is the show on the Waffle Press where I bring on a guest for a one-on-one discussion about a movie of their choice. We'll talk a little bit about their history with the film, uh, a little bit about themselves, and have, have it packaged in a nice little bow. It, it's a, it, these discussions usually get like messy because... They're the most unscripted versions of this show on this on this channel. Uh, so my guest today is Christine Singer Luna. I, that's the correct Hi. thing, right? Yeah, that's how you say it. Yes, I got it. Good okay. job, Diego. We've been going to bar crawls for a couple of years now. I'm glad that you can say my name correctly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we've known each other for a couple of years now. I, yes. How do we meet? Oh, my God. I, I remember exactly how we met. And... Okay, funny story. No, 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 no. Okay, so we were. Um, I was walking with a mutual friend of ours, uh, Cruz Castillo, and um, we were talking about another podcast that we used to do together. Fun <laughs> fact. And we were walking up Greenleaf, and I saw my friends Lourdes, Mary, and Angelique, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Whenever I see my friends, if you're my friend, you know I act that way, and I'm like, "Oh my god, hey." And then Cruz is like, Diego? And Diego's like, Cruz? And I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess we all know each other because Diego is hanging out with my friends. And then we went over to this guy uh, who should not be named his place. And we just like hung out there. And he was a total douche. That's what I remember from that <laughs> night. But I met you, Diego. So that's the best it, thing. It was, it was worth it because of that. I agree. Yeah. We got we to gotta hang out, though. We, we spent some quality time. And yeah. it was like right before New Year's. Um. Yeah, it was good times. Good yeah. times. Wow, that was a couple of years ago now. I, I know. Two thousand. What did I say? Sixteen? Fifteen? It was two thousand fifteen. Because really? Yes. Oh my god. Two thousand fifteen. Wow. Crazy. Okay. We're getting up there. We're old. That's okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of old, we're here to talk about Anastasia. That's the movie you want to talk about for this discussion. Yes. Um. Nineteen ninety-seven. Old. <laughs> <laughs> Older. I mean, so much of like the, the the film discussion circle is like Avengers, Star Wars, Disney stuff, stuff I all love. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I want to talk about other things, right? Like, what this is a Fox Entertainment film, right? There was this film that I really enjoyed. That wasn't your classic Disney film, but it was one of my. It was my favorite cartoon. I would sing these songs all the time. In addition to the Swan Princess, have you ever seen the Swan Princess? I've never seen the Swan Princess. Ah. <gasps> oh. 
freak. We should have talked about that one. Well, we're going to talk about Anastasia because we're most prepared on that one today. Yeah. I, I did. I took notes. <laughs> I know. I did research. That's Usually awesome. <laughs> when we do the, the other version of this, it's the long form version. Uh, where we go over like a series of films, mm-hmm. we, the retrospectives. Right. My, my you guys did it for Jaws. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Matt does it for those, and God bless them. I have to edit everything so I don't feel that bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, so Anastasia, I also really uh, loved it growing up. Oh my God, really? A lot. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, I loved the animation, how the characters were less like animated expressively, you know, mm-hmm, ex- mm-hmm. expressively animated. Like, they, they had like, like human they features. They weren't fake. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Like, they're human features. Like. Yeah, they had like, there's details in like the nose and the eyes and the ears that felt like tangible mm-hmm. in a way that uh, other Disney stuff didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for the, like, there was always this debate online. Like, I don't know if you ever had, like, Tumblr and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I actually just deleted my Tumblr because they changed their guidelines. And I was like, if you're going to change your guidelines to – is this – wait. You can can say, like, whatever. Okay. So, like, they took off porn off of Tumblr. I'm like, what good is Tumblr now? So, you know. (laughs) And, but and yes. that, that hurt a lot of uh, creative artists on there, which is which is too right, bad. Right, you know? right. I mean, it's not like skeevious porn. You know? No, it's not. It's just like it's I, you know uh, one thing that I liked about Tumblr, and I, this is not a porn podcast, but it's like, <laughs> just go for it, it's fine. <laughs> but there was uh, like like the women's erotica was like real because women made it for other women. So that's just where I came on from that um, perspective. But I really like that stuff. I don't know. And also, I don't really look for it. So when I was on Tumblr, I started doing, like, NBC. Yeah, I would follow, like, random Disney pages. um, And, like, they would, like, um, fan art and stuff Mm -hmm. of Anastasia and, like, different types of, you know, uh, media and, like, animation and art. And it was so great. But anyway, I digress, Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, it, it was – I mean, that's that's the point I was going to get to anyways. Like, it's, it was such a great place for, like, fan communities. And there was always, like, mm-hmm. a debate, like, w- will there ever be a way to make Anastasia a Disney princess? Now, the Disney-Fox merger – I promise we'll talk about Anastasia yes. at some point. <laughs> the Disney-Fox <laughs> merger is, is being concluded this year in 2019 – uh, the year of recording this, and that's like bad because a lot of people are going to lose their jobs, and it's going to hurt a lot of movie productions. Oh wow! But it does make Anastasia technically a Disney princess. Finally, I'm going to go to Disneyland, and I'm going to wear her costume. Y- you know what? You can. Could. I? Yeah, I don't know if they'll have her there, but is, technically, it does make her one now. Is it like how Princess Leia is now a Disney princess because of the? Yeah. Wow. Now that I think about it, Disney is like a monster. <laughs> It's scary. Like I, I would love to work for them, but also, would you? I, I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> own say, everything you think of. I want that Disney money. <laughs> you want that Disney I, money? I'll, I'll write a, a a superhero movie for them. I don't, I don't care. I, I don't have like, you know. yeah. Well, I mean, I go to Disneyland every week with another one of our mutual friends. <laughs> Shout out to Captain Kirk. Yes, uh, um, Kirk, come back to the podcast so you can find out what you've seen. Yeah, right. He <laughs> sees nothing. No, which is why it's great on the on the roundups we do and the roundtables. When he comes on, we find out what he's seen recently, and sometimes he'll come back and be like, "I found, I googled independent films." <laughs> And it turns out I've actually seen a lot of them. <laughs> it's, just, it's the best. I, I miss Kirk. Come back. Well, Kirk doesn't watch a lot of movies. I can tell you that Kirk saw The Incredibles too, but that's because someone yeah. dragged him there. And I really wanted Kirk to see Mary Poppins with me, and he's like, "No, I'm not down." So, but you can talk to Kirk about Kingdom Hearts three. Yes. So that's again another reason why Tumblr was so great. It brought all these people like together right. in these communities. There was a great Kingdom Hearts fan base on there. Mm-hmm. And Anastasia's not in Kingdom Hearts, so I am going to wheel it back a little okay, bit. Okay, all right, all right. Disney, um, Disney, Kingdom Hearts, all right. Yeah. Um, so uh, Anastasia was directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. 
they directed a bunch of movies together, uh, like Rockadoodle, All Dogs Go to Heaven, Thumbelina, oh, Troll in Central Park. Which are all Fox <laughs> Entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. Fox Animation. The last movie they made for Fox Entertain- Animation Entertainment was Titan AE. Did you ever see that one? No, I don't think so. And it's actually my favorite of theirs because I'll get into it. Um, I, I do have some issues with how the characters – I like how the characters look in their animation style. But when they're getting like into the song and dance numbers, I'm like, I don't know if I like it matching with this. Because these are very expressive movements and everything. It doesn't feel like it matched what came before. Mm-hmm. Titan AE is like a straight sci-fi adventure movie. And it's um. it's not great, but I love it. And it killed Fox Entertainment. <laughs> wow, really? Was it, it, it bankrupted them? Like, I was going to say, it didn't make any money. No. The budget was probably well. Good news! It's uh, on tomorrow at eleven twenty a.m. on HBO Family. <gasps> uh, yes. So go go home and make sure you hit the record button. Yeah. Um, but Anastasia is the not true story of <laughs> Anastasia from Russia. I don't remember the her Romanov. Last name. The, the Romanov. Rom- Rom- which you. and you know, which makes me actually okay. Sorry, I know. No, no, I don't want to get distracted. No, but that Amazon... happens all the time. Do not worry about it. Okay, at great. All. Uh, you know, I have my own podcast, so I don't like. It's usually kind of formatted, and I don't really talk on the podcast, so it's weird hearing me talk on this one. <laughs> Haven't done it in a while, but um, the Romanovs is actually a new series, anthology series on Amazon Prime. Did you do any research about that? I did not. No. Ew, now I feel like I'm no, no, unprepared. No, no that's, you don't have to <laughs> feel that way. All of my notes are bullshit. Uh, exactly. Everything. No, um, but I like that show because Matthew Weiner, who created Mad Men, he created that show, The Romanovs. And uh, yeah, so I, that's, I actually have done research, my own independent research, because I'm curious and the internet is like a rabbit hole you can just <laughs> sink into. I'm sure you're familiar um, <laughs> with the internet. And, uh, yeah, I learned all about the Romanovs and stuff. And my family comes from um, the Ukraine. Uh, Well, back in the day, uh, in the USSR, it was Odessa, Russia. And then once the USSR was over, then now it's the Ukraine, Odessa, Ukraine. But my family is Russian, so I was always like, oh, my God, I'm like a little Russian princess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so so this was like your movie. Yeah, exactly. That's why I loved it because it's like – you know, there's not a lot of Mexican representation at that time, so I was like, "Hey, little Russian princess, why not?" <laughs> well, no, that, that that's cool. I, I didn't know that. Fun about fact. You. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, and you mentioned you had you had your own show. We'll be hopping back and forth between this, but this is oh, a, a more yeah, conversational. Sure. Uh, yeah, sort Diego, of we haven't hung out forever since like the last bar crawl. I know, and I, I that didn't was die. so random. You didn't? Oh, no. I left. Uh, yeah, you midway. left early. Midway. Yeah, that's okay, um, though. It's okay. Busy people. Um, yeah. Love you. Thank you. Love you, too. Um, so you, yeah. you have your own show. Um, I, I listen to it, but would you like to tell the viewers a little bit about it? You listen? Thank I you. I appreciate the support. Um, I produce a podcast called What's Up Whittier. So we've, and the reason why I know that Diego and I met December 2015 was because I started What's Up Whittier with two gentlemen, um, Jesse Curio and Remo Saeed. You guys can follow them at Room of the Realtor, at J2 Architects, and I'm at The Singing Moon, and What's Up Whittier is at What's Up Whittier. I met them in December 2016, and ever since then, we've just been interviewing local business owners in the community. We had a series, um, because we had like a local election in April, so we had a series on interviewing local people that were running for office. Um, we've had Linda Sanchez, our congresswoman, on the podcast. We've had Majority Leader Ian Calderon on the podcast. 
He's uh, our assembly member, right, in the state assembly. And um, we have not had you on the podcast, Diego. We got to get you on the podcast. But yeah, and then I don't know if I'm as interesting <laughs> as those people. Yes, I, everybody's in, everybody has a story, and that's the point. But um, so I'm doing what's up, Whittier. But then also, I don't know if you guys, um, if anyone of your listeners, I'm sure some of them are familiar with Uptown Whittier. There is a brewery that's coming located in the Nixon Plaza, which is where we're actually recording. And um, the concept is the Poet Garden. So in, it's kind of like an Anaheim Packing House Grand Central Market, but like on a smaller scale. There will be – you're going to have the brewery in the back corner that's going to sell hot dogs. You're going to have um, like a sushi – or not sushi, but like a seafood restaurant. You're going to have um, a vegetarian restaurant and you're going to have like a pizza stall, like all – these restaurant stalls it's going to be open seating fire pla- fire pits in the back um a beer garden outside on the patio and if you can imagine what the nixon build the nixon plaza building looks like there are two doors that face philadelphia and on the left there's a big window and if you peek into the window you'll see that there's a little room in that little room um as of this moment it is um like the skeleton of the future internet radio station. So I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it such a long thing to explain it. But go to WIPA Radio. Um, if you are a podcast or content creator, um, you're a musician, you want to be a DJ, just go to our website, WIPARadio.com. We're working on a project to create Whittier's first internet-based radio station. So we will be broadcasting live from the Nixon Plaza and Poet Gardens. Uh, yeah, and if you want more information... Feel free to email me at info at WIPARadio.com. I'm very, like, when I started doing podcasts, like, you know, when I started listening to podcasts when I was, like, 12, 14 years ago, and when I started working on podcasts, like, four or five years ago, um, I never would have thought that I would do this, and here I am. But also, uh, the penultimate of my career is being on the Waffle Press podcast, (laughs) because I have helped you guys record, and I for the sharknado and so now i'm here so thank, thank you yeah, for I having remember. me here thank you it's good to have you back that was uh, that was a fun one yeah uh, and all the links to everything she just mentioned will be down below also for oh, thank you for listeners um and yeah it, it's really nice to have you on uh, to go back to anastasia, okay, anastasia sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. no 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 it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's what this is for um i i love that this movie is uh it came around the time that the disney renaissance was kind of absolutely like it, it right after its peak you could tell the decline was starting like people started getting less interested in like 2D Hunchback animated started films. coming out right i think that was 97 98 i I'm really oh, i didn't do info on that um but hercules was recent and i know hercules didn't do as hot as they wanted it to hunchback Her- was 96 and i think okay. hercules was um yeah after that yeah and so that's when the hits aren't hitting as hard as they used to, and no one can kind of figure out. Mulan came a little after Mulan, I think, for our Mulan generation was especially. Hercules is 97. Um, yeah. yeah and Mulan especially was like a big – is a big thing for our generation, and it's a great movie, you know? Um, I think for – yeah, for feminism's sake, like as a girl, you know, watching that film. Um, and, you know, in Anastasia as well, just watching these young women who are doing things – like Mulan, right, is – spoiler alert. <laughs> she goes to war as a man so she can protect – so she, her father can live because she knew that he would die. Um, but like in Anastasia, 
the song Journey to the Past, you know, heart don't fail me now. Da, da, da. I told him I would break into the song because I love this musical. But um, like Journey to the Past, you know, when she leaves her, that orphanage that she's lived at, like from what she remembers to be, you know, um, especially her adolescence, Anya, um, when she goes off to St. Petersburg, it's that's so scary. Like, ima- I mean, imagine this is a time where obviously there's no cell phones. Like, you can't communicate. This woman has nobody. She just has her little pup, and then they go off in the snow. That jacket is so worn and tattered, and her gloves don't even have, like, finger things to cover her fingers. I know I would be freezing. But um, – and just, like, just Anya's whole experience trusting these two men – uh, you know, to help her maybe take her to this woman who might be her grandma. And, you know, it's it's an amazing story. And it really, I think, um, you know, just kind of told me, like, you can do whatever. If I can do it, you can do it. And that <laughs> is also a song. <laughs> it, I think it does have a, a great message behind it. And I, I, I want to highlight the cast for a second. Meg Ryan mm-hmm. as Anastasia. Uh, okay, yes, John fire. Cusack as Dimitri. Ooh, that's when, you know what, literally, I had a crush on John Cusack before <laughs> I even knew it was John Cusack, I swear. Sorry, I uh, And Kelsey Grammer as Vladimir Vanya Voynitsky Vasilovich. I hope, Vasilovich, I hope I said that right. Um, um, hold on, let me try saying it. Vladimir <laughs> Vlad Vanya Voynitsky Vasilovich. I just said it with an accent. No, you, you, know, you got you, it's better than mine. All right. uh, and Christopher Lloyd as Rasputin. Christopher Lloyd as in Back to the Future. Yes, I love Doc McBrown. But you know who really does a great job um, is Hank Azaria. Oh yeah, as Bartok. <laughs> and I didn't even know Hank Azaria was Bartok. Just like how I didn't know Hank Azaria voiced everybody in The Simpsons, <laughs> I did not know he was Bartok. Uh, and I believe he said he wasn't going to voice Apu anymore, right? Yeah, I think That's they're killing saying. off a poo. Oh. Is that something? I, I, I don't think they have to kill him off. I just think you got to, like, fix that. And I'm, I'm glad he stepped up to the plate for that, though, because that's a... Oh, like, is he not voicing a poo because it's offensive now? Yeah, like, I think people are aware it's that, like, like, less PC. Yeah, people are like, hey, we, we've had oh. a problem with this for a long time. I just want to remind yeah, you guys. Just representation. Get an Indian person to yeah. be a poo. Yeah. You know, and so I thought I, I got her. I always respected him after I heard that. Uh, also, in the 1998 Godzilla film, it's not good, but I like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's the Godzilla with Matthew, Matthew Broderick and mm-hmm. like that cast. Um, and uh, none of the other singing voices are like people that are, that are big or not reliable. But uh, I do want to highlight Rasputin's singing voice because that is Winnie the Pooh, the one and only Jim Cummings, who yes. sings. I didn't know that, and so that just, like, recontextualized my entire life when I found that out, um, and I I just want someone to go out there and possibly put clips of Winnie the Pooh singing Rasputin songs from this. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, specifically, uh, what's that, Into in the Dark? I, I know I wrote it down. In the Dark of the in Night. In the Dark of the Night. There it is. Because um, that song fucking rips. Oh, it's so good. No, 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 no. It's fine. Um, it's... That scene always creeped me out just because he's all he's literally breaking. Mm-hmm. But then as an adult, like I said, I'd done research. I learned about Rasputin. And oh, oh my yeah. God. First of all, like, that's cool. Be a philanderer. Do whatever you want. But it's like I learned, like, real adulterous stuff. Like, the queen, like, 
the reason why Rasputin was her dude is because he was her dude. What? Mm-hmm. And obviously they don't touch upon that in the movie, yeah. but. <laughs> And also in the movie, they don't touch about they don't touch upon how everybody was put into one room and they were all shot to death. Yeah, like that's crazy too. But um, I don't know if you were going to mention this, but the queen of all queens, Angela Lansbury, and the other queen of all theater queens, Bernadette Peters, are also in the film. They're her her grandmother and uh, yes. who, who's the other lady? So Angela Lansbury is the Dowager Empress, right? The grandma, yeah. um, the Nick Nick Sars, N- Sar Nicholas's mom, mm-hmm. and then Bernadette Peters is um, the the cousin, Marie's first cousin, and the lady in waiting. She's the one that sings "Parry holds the key to your heart." <laughs> Like and that was uh, very good. Thank you. I'm not as Bernadette Peters, but <laughs> you know. Anyway, so I thought that was really good. Um, it's important to mention her, especially because of that song. Like it's a beautiful song, and it doesn't creep me out as much as Rasputin's song does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Rasputin. I was really scared of him as a kid. Yep. I'm not lying. Like he's, a he's serious a fear. Dude. Like this was a movie, but it was scary <laughs> I, I mean because like just even the real life person was such like yes. a monster yes he was that even this animated version of him that has like a, a hundredth of the power that he had in real life mm-hmm. in terms of like his, his his fear that he could inflict on people because you know this is animated and that was real and he did really bad things mm-hmm. uh yes, I, just, exactly. I think that goes to show just like how bad he was and for some reason Rasputin keeps making appearances in like fiction as Rasputin, but he's like, because all the occult stuff, people like oh, occult villains. Yeah, I, yeah. I do too. You know, like, I'm surprised he wasn't an Indiana Jones villain. He's a villain in the first Hellboy movie. In the comics. Really? Yeah, in the comics too, I think, but I don't, I don't read the comics. And, um, mm. oh my God, there's something else. I, I just remember the first Hellboy for sure. And, uh, and then you just that's, that's come up weird. As in, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing as, like, uh, like who's another? Like Crowley. Like Crowley Is that pops the up. Supernatural one? Yeah, supernatural, but he's also part of the occult. And so, I mean, you know, he's part of the occult. So he's in other different types, you know, just other programs, other content. He's mm-hmm. mentioned or, you know, um, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, probably. yeah. Uh, but, so I thought that, that's interesting, yeah. though. I didn't know that he was that he is used as a character in other works of fiction. Yeah, like he, he just has this staying power, I guess, because he was like – I mean he was also assassinated, uh, we should also say. Rasputin? Rasputin was assassinated. Good. He did not drown in the lake, in a frozen oh. lake like in Anastasia. And wow. he did not have his little his little bat friend to Bartok? try Bartok? to save him. Bartok, yeah. <laughs> Bartok the Magnificent. That's a spinoff movie that came out after this. Yes, and actually, fun fact, I have the Family Fun Edition of the DVD. <gasps> oh, and, my God. Yeah, and I actually have the – the Bartok um, fun adventure on the DVD. We should watch it. I'll I'll send it to Barwin. I'm actually down for that. Yeah. Um, But what I – because, again, I'm still getting used to this new format that I created, this weird (laughs) – That you developed. That I developed. I'm a professional podcast producer. We'll consult after. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But we we don't talk so much about plot here as much as we talk about, like, the the filmmaking, the the people. Yes. And – Behind the camera and as a guest, obviously. Mm-hmm. So not, not not my fears of trains and boats. <laughs> <laughs> we we can talk about that because there's a lot of those in this movie. Uh, but we're we're not going to break down the plot plot by plot like the retrospectives. But I do want to mention why I think the song that he sings in the dark of the night is like is so impactful. So he's quote unquote dead mm-hmm. right for years, uh, and then Anastasia comes out of hiding to to go home. Uh, he's he's gathering like all his demonic forces. And 
as the song progresses, it's not just like a fun little bop because like that high right. key that song is great. I think it's the highlight of the movie for me. Maybe except for like when Anastasia goes Das Vidanya and he like bursts into to oh, dust. That was great. That was a good one. Too. Even as a kid, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" That was, yeah, <laughs> but, I really like that dress that she does that in. Like oh, her yeah, at the end, cool. her beautiful yellow dress. Yeah. I mean, yeah also, cool. what I think one of the only like uh, women protagonists in an animated film to. Not have the prince just rescue her, but also to go like mano y mano with the villain for a minute. Oh, that's like she straight up just decks him, Except which is for awesome. Mulan. Mulan, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mulan. I mean, well, like Mulan came after the fact, mm-hmm. and it's, it's still far and few between, you know. Right. Exactly. Like, uh, which again is like that just brings up another point of you know, uh, yeah. I guess you could. I have not done this. Passes the Bechdel test. It totally passes the Bechdel test. Yeah, because there's a romance, but it's not like. It's the not point of it. Correct. And, you know, even in the during the romance, it's like he's conflicted. Uh, I mean, they're both conflicted, right? Because they essentially come from two different worlds. Um, and again, talking about the plot. Um, <laughs> we can't. It's not like t- taboo or anything. I know. Don't I worry like, about it. What is the format, Diego? <laughs> uh, no, but I also love that it's, uh, yeah, that, you know, you see the female protagonist really kicking ass and taking names. And that name is Rasputin. And so when he's singing that song, uh, and we're we're not just seeing him gather like his forces and stuff. Like the the film is showing us like through the animation and like the backgrounds that he's descending further and further into hell, mm-hmm. and he's getting more and more. He's getting everything. And once he finally reaches like that last little layer, that's when everything right. shoots back up into Earth to like wreak havoc. Right. And exactly. so it's, it's hyping you up. It's a great song, but it's telling the story in a way that's like impactful and meaningful. And then there's the Paris song that does the same thing. Because, like, if you look at the backgrounds, depending on, like, what section of the movie it is, mm-hmm. it's, like, picking up a different animation style. So, like, in Russia, it's, like, the Baroque Renaissance type of Disney right, stuff. Right, yes. And in Paris, it's more of, like, Van Gogh, like, Starry Night kind of pointillism oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, Kind of gets you, like, all caught up in the wonder of it. I've never been to Paris. but a, a, <laughs> I'm sure it's lovely. I'm I don't sure it looks like it, a Van Gogh painting. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't, then you guys are all fucking liars. Exactly. I'll then... never go back. <laughs> after you go the first time you'll never after go. I go the first time I'll never go back but I'm definitely going once well I can tell you this Perry would hold the key to your heart that would be something I don't think I have a heart who knows maybe the key is out there and it'll open in your heart actually you know what no Paddington 2 gave me my heart oh okay Paddington 2 is a perfect Paddington. movie I haven't even seen well I don't have a kid well I have nieces I don't have kids either <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You watch more movies than I do. You're a film critic. Yeah, but I, I, I got to stop watching so many because so many suck. But no, um, no, I'm just kidding. I, well, I, even the ones that you got to pick and choose, right? Everybody, even people pick and choose their screeners, dude. And people yeah. get screeners like for free. But like, um, I actually borrowed one from Gene. It's in my backpack right here. Oh, shout out to Gene. Yeah, thanks, hey, Gene. Gene. I'll let you know how searching is. Um, but no, I think it's uh, to not to digress into a whole other thing, but like. I think it's important if you want to study film, you want to make films, or you just want to, like, write about them in general, you have to, like, you have to watch as much as possible because you, you got to understand, like, what works for you and what and what doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, because, mm-hmm. like, we love this movie, but if someone came to me and was like, hey, Anastasia sucks, I'd be like, all right, why did you feel that? If they're just being an asshole, then, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But if they're like, well, because, and they have, like, a thesis on why it doesn't work for them, I'd be, like, interested at the very least, you know? Right, right, right. Well, because that's their critique. Yeah, 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 you know. Like, it's all about the discussion. I think that's why I like doing these. Mm-hmm. Cause, like, getting the discussion. So, in some ways, I'm like, oh, shit, we both like it. Oh. But on the other, on the other <laughs> hand, on the other hand, I'm like, 
Yeah, like because I, I never get to talk about this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean honest... I don't hear a lot of people talk about it at no, all. No, not at all. And then when you asked me, honestly, when you asked me, like, oh, we still got to have you on, um, I and you're like, you should pick a movie. And I, instantly I was thinking like, oh, Baby Mama or Sisters. Like, I love me some Tina Fey. So, you know, any – or Mean Girls even. Um, so my first – you know, I really wanted to do a Tina Fey movie. And then I, like, turned my head and I looked at my bookshelf and I saw Anastasia, <laughs> the DVD. So I was like, oh, my God, let's do that. So I'm glad that we both like the movie and we can both do it. Yeah. Um, okay. Some weird uh, issues I mentioned about the animation styles clashing. Uh-huh. I, I, I still think that kind of um, breaks the movie at times for me because it, it, it wants to be so expressive in terms of the animation, like I just mentioned with the backgrounds, too. And I don't think it finds a way to match that. And I think this is a problem that Don Bluth and Gary Goldman had for, like, their entire careers until Titan AE, which oh, then killed <laughs> their careers for, like, mm-hmm. a decade. Uh, and I still don't think they've really come back. I think they're just, like... They're retired now, forcibly. Well, I think Booth is selling bananas. Oh, oh, that's that's good. <laughs> I I have not thought of Arrested Development in like four years. What you didn't yeah. watch the new Netflix? Uh... I saw the original season four, and I'm one of the few people that was like, that was pretty good. They added new material. They add new stuff to it. I think mm-hmm. you should watch the fifth. All right, maybe I don't know. I, I, I... you know what? Um, I love the Bluths. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. No, no, no. I, you, I, you I feel like, like development. yeah, I do like that show. But I also wanted to say, like, you know, the other seasons sucked. I'm like, to be honest, I don't think any of the seasons ever sucked for me. And I think that's just because, um, like, I, I like that family. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't want to say like I built a relationship with that family, but because um, I don't really know the blues. <laughs> and one time I went to Balboa Island and the banana stand was closed. So, was oh. like But there's an actual banana stand on Balboa Island, actually. Fun I actually did not know that. Yeah, it totally is. Um, right across from uh, fascist, I mean, fashion island. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll, maybe I'll check out Arrested Development again at some point. I, I don't know, though. I the mean, Bluth. Yeah. Don Bluth. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll check out the rest of Don Bluth stuff again. Uh, I I remember All Dogs Go to Heaven was my first, like, run-in with his work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's great. And I was like five or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so you're telling me that in addition to Anastasia, um, Thumbelina has, like, the artistic ways clashed because of the directors? Uh, no, no, no. I don't think, like, what do you I mean? Don't think they clashed. I think... I think the material class with the way they're presenting it, you know, it's like if they like imagine if you shot West Side Story as the same way. It's a musical song and dance numbers, romance. But then everyone commented about the dancing a little bit because like well, maybe that's too extreme of a point. Like um, just because the, the way the characters are are, are drawn, the, the, they're more like uh the, the emphasis on the grounded human elements of like the oh, face and like the right. movements when they're like when they're just going about their daily stuff is 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 good for mm-hmm. that material but mm-hmm. when they start breaking out into the song and dances it I think it makes them too rigid at times. Okay, you know I, I, mean? I understand what you mean now because okay. um, I'm I'm also thinking about like I'm trying to think about other scenes in the movie um, where I feel that and I feel like the song um, if I can do it it's not as artistically done as. Paris holds the key to your heart. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I can see it from that perspective. Also, um, I love that song. <laughs> I love all the songs. When I was little, I used to sing Once Upon a December. I straight up had the oh, like great. the music box with the locket. I had the doll. And then I had Little Sister. And now I don't know where any of my stuff is. Aww. I know, right? But, um, yeah, no. I'll just say my favorite movie as a kid. <laughs> Uh, okay. uh, I digress. <laughs> no, that's right. It wasn't my favorite movie, but it, I liked it a lot, and well, I still like it a lot. You know, like were you when you were a kid? Didn't you just watch the same movie on repeat? I still sometimes do that, right? <laughs> yeah. And I used to have the the not a I was going to say the CD. I was like, no, I had the cassette. <laughs> like I had the cassette. I would listen to it all the time and just like pretend I was a Russian princess. You know, speaking of animated um, musical numbers, my favorite is Once Upon a December. Um, I my favorite scene is um, I and I wonder if maybe it's yours. I don't know if if you're listening to this, people. This is the scene I always think about whenever I hear "Once Upon a December," and it's when um, it's like all the ghosts come in, they start dancing. It's a little less creepier than the haunted mansion, actually much less creepier. And um, I just it just fills me up with like such joy because it's obviously like. It's obviously a memory that she had when she was a kid because those are the same people. They're dressed in the same way. After You know, once you watch it a bunch of times, you start noticing, oh, hey, that's so-and-so. Oh, that's that person. They were dancing too. Oh, that's the same dress that she was wearing. You know, so I always think that's very interesting. And also, one of the paintings that's in, that's hung, the main painting, that's a, that's a real painting. I did not know that. Yeah, that's a – I'm getting schooled on my own information. Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> So I, I had done the research on that, too. <laughs> like, honestly, when I was in high school, I think I just kind of went uh, – I was really reliving my childhood. And the reason why I have that DVD is because it was $5 at Target, like, oh, nice. eight, nine years ago. So, you know, once you watch a movie, <laughs> that, yeah, I'll do uh, I, I love that, that scene. I, I like – ghost stories a lot too and for that mm-hmm. that brief moment the movie becomes a ghost story like i have to imagine like i don't know if guillermo del toro has ever seen it but if he had i have to imagine he'd be like that scene's the shit i don't know if he likes the rest of the movie oh but i bet he'd love that movie or that that scene in the movie yeah uh, it, it it's a beautiful scene i like that one and then another scene that i really like um is when they're on the boat you know i think i think what it is is i really i mean i love my sisters and i love my family so all of these scenes where she's – Anya's Anya is an orphan. Anastasia has a whole family. So when she's having these memories, well, like we just spoke about in the dark of the night when, you know, all evil goes up to the train to go, um, you know, attack Anya. Um, she She's drawn into that and it's it, it really touches me and it makes me so sad because she's having these memories of these people. She really doesn't know them, but she knows them, like, in her heart. And then, you know, she almost jumps off of a boat, which is – and then Dimitri saves her and, oh, my God, <laughs> Dimitri. Yeah. And I, I don't want to end on a Sarah note. I promise London on a positive note. But I do, I do have to say I have mixed feelings about a movie that, that uses uh, real tragic circumstances like this and maybe – lightens them mm-hmm. up a little bit you know it's different than like hercules and i i don't i don't begrudge anyone for for movies that uh that tackle stuff like that you know like it's i think it, that comes down to personal preference but I, i'm interested on in your take on that like if a movie uh, apart from this one because you both like this one but like if a movie say tragedy happened in your life and someone makes a movie out of that and maybe makes a little lighter than it should uh, do you right. think that might that might bother you 
No, yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> that would, I mean, if it was me personally, like, that would definitely bother me. But also, wouldn't it really bother you if, like, people came out of the woodwork and said that they were your family when that was absolutely not true? Yeah. And that is the inspiration of this film, Anastasia, because as you remember in the beginning of the film, you have, you know, um, freaking Vlad and Dimitri, um, you know, trying to pawn someone off as the real Anastasia. Like, I remember the woman who has the, the smoker's voice. She's like, yeah. mommy, grandma, whatever she says, it's me, Anastasia. And it's like, That's girl, that is. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my little. <laughs> well, I'm an actress, too. No, um, my impression. But, you know, that's that's where it's that's where that part of the story comes from like obviously i don't think that i do not think that i think that if they had done a scene where instead of you know they're evacuating and dimitri's like come come through this way and the grandmother takes her on the train um you know that the way that was framed seems like legit what if there was an anastasia you know um, as opposed to the real way that it happened where Sarah Nicholas, his wife, and all of their kids were taken into a room and were shot down. And then there are conspiracy theories saying that, you know, oh, the kid didn't – like one – Anastasia didn't really die. She snuck under the floorboards or she snuck under, you know. But she – but the truth is that – well, I guess I don't know what the truth is. I wasn't there. But, you know, she died and all these people had come out of the woodwork saying that they – that's her. Like, I am Anastasia. And that is the most popular one because she was like the youngest daughter, I think. And whereas her older sisters, their faces were very – were pretty much already defined. You know, when you get to a certain age, like you can already see that's how you're going to look as a young woman, as an an adult. Um, And I think Anya was just – Anastasia was just so young that a lot of people who obviously weren't either mentally ill or cons, you know, um, made that decision. And I really think that the film doesn't highlight the death of the family, but it highlights finding your family. Yeah, so, I, you know, if it was me personally, my family, I would feel conflicted. If I got some of that Fox animation money, maybe <laughs> I wouldn't. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I mean, to be fair, there is no I mean, there is no family to to get upset over this. I'm sorry if that's a little dark. Well, <laughs> that's obviously not true because you haven't seen the Romanovs on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. okay? <laughs> Where it's like all these people who, and I mean, they have cousins. You know, they were cut. They have cousins. They have aunts. They have uncles. Very distant, mind you. But I mean, they ex- their family existed. Like I don't know if the grandmother really got. Actually, that's interesting. I don't know what the fate was of the grandmother in reality or yeah. grandfather. Yeah, I was, I'm gonna look, I was going to look it up, but no. I'm going to leave that one oh. just out there. Okay. Okay. You look that up, yeah. listener. You, yeah. you look it up. You send me an email, Christina, at whatsupwittier.com. <laughs> <laughs> you let me know. And uh, as we wrap up, I do also want to bring up one more thing. I promise I'll end on a positive note. It's just something that i got to mention <laughs> about the movie. Uh, a big problem that started happening with the Disney Renaissance stuff, like uh, Hunchback and Notre Dame and Hercules, is that – there was a lot of uh, uh, comedy that was in the movie, and that was uh, I, I like. I, I think Disney has a pretty good handle on uh, injecting comedy into their stories, but there was some that was more modern, and Disney Renaissance was specifically not. 
modern, you know, when you got like Nike NBA jokes and Hercules, it's like it's, you, you it, it conflicts with that story. Oh, like Air <laughs> like Air Jordan jokes, like Air Hercules yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like sure. It, I actually think it's funny, but it's like it's weird that it's in this story because it's it's not about him becoming a sports star and. The movie doesn't take time to like knock that down, and Anastasia, I think, with Bartok gets very close at times. Oh and yeah, absolutely, for sure. like face plants with the ending with Bartok and the and the pink bat. <laughs> yeah. Up until that point, I'm like, ah, it's not really bothering me too much. And then that happened, and I was like, Jesus. And then he oh, has no. his own spinoff. Well, <laughs> if I can comment on Hercules, I also recently saw Hercules, and that movie doesn't even talk about the trials. Or it doesn't specifically talk about how Hera was his stepmom, that his mother is a half mortal, that Zeus pretended to be like an animal to seduce her. Oh, Zeus is a dick in <laughs> yeah, like the exactly. text. I mean, he's a he's he's pretty much a douche in the movie too. So it's like <laughs> he's. I mean, I really was like, take it easy there, Zeus. You're annoying me. <laughs> well, Zeus is like a he's like bro in the movie. You know? He's total bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And then Hera is like some sweet. Adoring mom. No, 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 no. She was like, uh, like she was so spiteful of Hercules because he was half mortal. Um, anyway, I digress. Disney, you're doing your thing. And also, I haven't even read The Hunchback of Notre Dame, so I don't even know um, Notre Dame. So I don't even know, uh, you know, what like the, the discrepancies between the Disney story and the actual story. I just know that I was Esmeralda uh, for, for Halloween as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess like my, my thing is, is uh, I, I don't want to make it about the discrepancies, just like the the jokes are, again, oh, more, yeah, yeah, more yeah, modern, sure, sure, sure. more so, you know? Mm, like I think I, I'm one of the, the few like uh, people on – on, on regulars on my podcast where I'm like, I don't I don't care. Like, if Batman kills someone, it's a movie. Also, he's not real, you know? Like, if it's a <laughs> wow. fictional story. who are you talking about story, right now? <laughs> I got to call Gene for that because we still talk about it. But if we have, like... Uh, I know. G still talks about how Superman versus <laughs> Batman was, like, the worst movie. And the best part was Wonder Woman. I agree. And I, like... I like it now. It's like, it's fine. I don't care. I'm not going to defend it to my death. I'm just like, I think it's interesting. When have I come out? Like 2016? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, no, I know we're going to get on this this DC tangent. We're talking <laughs> no, about no. Fox I, Entertainment. I, 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 could bring it, I could bring it back right now. Okay, um, But I, to, just to continue on that point, as we, we finally wrap up here, I'm sorry if I kept you over a little bit. Oh, no. Dude, this time is yours. <laughs> oh, thank you. Though the Tsar did not survive, one daughter may be still alive. The Princess Anastasia! Anastasia, alive? Ain't that the kick in the head? I guess a curse just ain't what it used to be, huh, sir? And again, I think that's why I was so happy to do Anastasia with you, because no one really talks about it anymore. And Mm -hmm. it's it's unfortunate, because it's it's a very good movie. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think it's one of my favorite movies like... And you know, no, it is. It is one of my favorite movies, but oh, okay. I don't think it's like uh, like the godsend or anything. I but mean, it is... yeah, it's not like the best movie I've ever seen in my life. It was just one of those movies that you know I remember from my childhood um, that brought me so much joy in my childhood. Mm-hmm. Just and just like Swan Princess, but really this one so much just because. Um, well, one, I was like five years old when it came out. And my little sister was born, like, right after in 98. This movie is, like, 96, 97? Uh, 97. 97. So my little sister was born in 98, and um, I I just remember, like, being at my – shout out to my Tia Levita, who used to babysit me. Um, Just, like, watching that movie and, like, dancing. Like, I was in a ballroom. Like, I would wear a 
like a ball gown. It wasn't like a ball gown. It was probably like <laughs> the dress, like my flower girl dress I wore to my cousin's wedding. But I, I would dress up to this and I would sing and dance. And I remember setting up like toy blocks. They were they were pretty thick. They weren't like Legos. I'd say maybe they're like two three feet wide um, and like five or six feet long. I don't know, rectangles. And um, point is, I would walk along those and I would sing I Can Do It with a book on my head, <laughs> like pretending I was like poised in a princess and she never cared for strong enough. She said that like a Romanoff. <laughs> like, I don't know. When I was uh, prepping for this film, I sang a lot of it. So. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's the right way to do it. I did tell you I was going to break in the song. Yeah, and so. I'm, I'm glad you did. Uh, you. I, I've been very harsh about like nostalgia as like a concept lately because mm. stuff like ready player one and everything right. like the constant like bashing of age i love 80s movies too but i there are other movies you know and like everything's trying to like go for like f- nostalgia ips and it's just it's so obnoxiously overwhelming to me mm-hmm. but i think there is a purity to stuff like this like when it's personal to you you know mm-hmm. i think i just hate when it's like corporatized and this is like the opposite of that because the waffle press is like no money, but also like you're in no profit business. We're in no, we're in the no profit business, yeah, exactly. But you have a deep admiration for the movie, uh, deeper than I do, and I like it a lot. Um, and I think that's that helps keep it a little more special. So thank you again for joining me, Christine. Uh, one more time, where could people find you online? Uh, thank you so much, Diego and Waffle Press, for having me on. You can follow me, uh, producer Christine, at the Singing Moon on Instagram. I have a website. <clears throat> if you need a notary or, I don't know, if you just want to look at it, christinesingerluna.com. Um, also, you can I have a page on Facebook. That's Christine Singer Luna at Christine4USA. I don't know why I just made one. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, just just keep updated. Follow the podcast, What's Up Whittier. Follow the um, new internet radio station, WIPA. That's our call our call letters but it's at wipa radio and yeah if you want to feel free to drop a link or anything if you want to volunteer and become part of this new thing for whittier you don't have to be from whittier because you have to hear it on the internet so it's from wherever (laughs) anyway thank you (laughs) no problem Uh, thanks for everyone for listening thanks for watching if you didn't like this like and subscribe anyways because you might find something to do like uh i'm just gonna end it with one of the songs from Anastasia. Hit it, Bartok. This can only end in tears. And bring me home and Anastasia. I'd give her a ha, then a hi-ya, and I'd kick her, sir.